Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hey, welcome to the Impact Hour. It's good to have you listening to us today. Today, we're talking about goals. Today's episode is titled, What the Goal? Maybe I'm trying to be too clever. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, we want to talk a little bit about goals today. And goals can be arrived at from kind of different perspectives. We can look at it from short term to long term to, you know, kind of small picture to big picture. And we're going to cover all of that today. We've all heard that we should have goals. People say, hey, you should have a goal, especially around New Year's. Hey, do you have a goal? Do you have a, a New Year's resolution set up for yourself? And we feel like, hey, we should have some goals. But sometimes we set goals just because we feel like we should have them and not because they're actually goals that we really care a whole lot about them. But goals are important. They're important for us in order to have uh, kind of goals and set direction for our life. Without goals, our life is just busy. It's filled with activity, but there's no real clear direction or focus. Our calendars get filled up with so many entries, and there's no good determining factor to figure out what should or should not be on our calendar. We don't have clarity in our life about where it's going and what we care about and what we want to focus on in our life. It's hard to make choices about what we should say yes to and what we should say no to. So today we're going to talk about all of this. What kind of goals do you want to have? And kind of where you want your life to be going. This show is all about our legacy that we want to live. Not just leave, and I know this show is often about money, but a legacy in my perspective is something that's far beyond just money. In fact, sometimes I think leaving you know, an estate really is kind of the lowest form of legacy that we can live. And we can, we can leave with other people. <clears throat> we leave, you know, some stuff and some some funds and it's helpful, but a bigger legacy can be had when we go out and we influence the world and we make an impact. When we interact with folks and we change their lives, when they experience some kind of transformation and that change kind of goes out into the world and the hope is that it has a ripple effect. And uh, and in if you do a good job, I think we can expect that as well. And that's the kind of legacy that I think really, really is satisfying. We really feel like we made a difference that lasts kind of beyond the span of our years here. So just a note, if you have plans without goals, you're just being busy. And if you have goals, but no plans around those, you're just dreaming. So we want to have both of those in our life. So there's an analogy I've heard recently that was shared with me, I don't know, maybe a good six months back or more, uh, this idea that uh, we're all kind of in this, this tall field, tall foliage, big tall grass, there's vines and other things, it's kind of a jungle in here or out there, and we've got this machete that can chop down all this grass really great, and so we can go and chop down, but we need to know which way we want to be going as we're chopping down all these vines. We want to get somewhere. And so someone climbs up on a tall tree and they look out and they come out and they say, this way. And we all head that way uh, from, you know, from their vantage point. They said that was a good way to go. If we wanted to head to the mountains, uh, then we can all start chopping down a path in that way. 
Of course, it's not good enough to set the path uh, right there just the one time. So we go maybe a couple hours. Someone climbs a tree again, looks out and says, this way. And we might actually make an adjustment. Maybe we'd veered off the path a little bit. And that's kind of the idea around our goals. And I think this is a good mirror for how we live and how we approach life. I've seen some folks and I kind of watch and I observe and there are folks who seem to have no goals whatsoever. And they're chopping down a path, but no one's climbing up, no one's pointing this way. They're not taking a look. They're not kind of getting their head up and going, which way do I want my life to go? It's just whatever is in the moment. And they're just chopping down because that's what everybody else is doing. And, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of job this person gets. They just need money and they work here and they work there and they're just kind of going through life with no apparent clear goals. Another type of person would be someone who has unfocused goals or maybe too many goals. And so they're climbing the tree and they're pointing this way. And uh, But each time someone gets up to point this way, they're actually pointing in a different direction. And so maybe the person says, oh, I'm going this way. I want, a, I want this goal. And then uh, now I want that goal. And now I want this other goal over here. And then, oh, maybe I want that first goal again. And there's so many different directions. It's so unfocused. Uh, they really don't make a whole lot of progress towards any one goal. It's just kind of a, a shotgun approach. Too many goals all at once. Or what else can happen is we can be working on someone else's goal. So someone is climbing the tree going this way and it's towards the mountain. But really, we wanted to go to the river. And so we're just following along and, and we're achieving someone else's goal. And this happens a lot, I think, in life as well where we're helping someone else achieve their dreams, but we really aren't really working towards our own. And so sometimes we're not even sure what our own dreams are. Maybe we've buried them so deeply, we've been so squashed that we really didn't feel like it was possible. And so we're working for someone else's goals and someone else's dreams in the world. Now you might think this is kind of a silly analogy, just kind of the silly story that we've come up with. But I've seen this happen in, in real situations as well. And so in a leadership seminar, there's a game that we play. And in this game, you are given the rules. And the rules are no talking. You can't talk to anybody, but you can send messages to certain people. And you can receive messages from certain people. And you're given a slip of paper with a diagram on it. And then you're told, go. And so people start sending messages. Messages go back and forth, flurry of messages. People are asking questions and people are answering questions. Messages all over the place going around. And 30 minutes later, messages have flown around, uh, but they're really not a whole lot has been accomplished. And you ask people, how close are you to accomplishing your goal? And people might even give a percent complete. You know, what's your percent complete? I don't know, 50%. I don't know, 12%. How about 90%? It's kind of all these weird, you know, percentages out there. And people aren't even sure what it is they're working on in here. And how people show up at this game in this leadership seminar is often how people show up in life. So we're, we're in the world. We're given rules to the game of life. 
And we're told you need money to buy food and shelter, and you can get money by working, and you can make more money in some jobs than in others, and you can have a family if you want. Go. And so people go, and they get an education, and they start working. Some folks get married and have kids, and we have a flurry of hours worked and money flying back and forth. And we get uh, maybe gratify ourselves with entertainment and maybe some purchases and experiences and very few people really know what they want to accomplish in life. And people are just going lots of activity, but not a real clear sense of direction. And I know I can relate to that. For a lot of my life, that was me. It was just go. And so I'd go work and I make money and we buy a house and, you know, have all these experiences, but didn't really know where my life was going. Wasn't sure where it was headed didn't have a vision for the future or where I wanted to go, didn't have any idea of what I wanted to accomplish in my life, what kind of legacy did I want to leave. Didn't even know, didn't even ask the question for so many years. And then, as some of you know, in 2005, I had a heart attack. And I had a moment there where I thought that might be the last moments of my life. And it gave me a chance to really evaluate what was my life about anyways? And what did I want it to be about? And did I do the things that I really wanted to do? And some of the things that I really valued that I didn't really know for sure, those things that had been buried so deeply within me, surfaced. And I knew in that moment that what I really wanted was to have some influence in the world. I wanted it to know, I wanted to know who it was I had impacted and I wanted to know, did my life even matter? Did it make a difference that I was here in the world? Or did I come in and could I go out and almost no one would even notice? Those were the kinds of questions that I had. And that's when it became clear to me that a bigger picture in life, bigger goals, bigger direction is really important. That someday we're going to come to a point where the accumulation of wealth and experiences and position really aren't going to matter. And what we're really going to care about is the lives of the people that we've touched and how deeply we've impacted people and in the world in ways that will last beyond our life. And it's not about fame, but it really it's about influence and impact. It's about our contribution to the world. So today we're going to talk some more about this, we're talking about goals. We will be right back. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Interrupting life as usual. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back. 
Today we're talking about goals, big goals, little goals, goals in between. Titled today's episode, today's show, What's the Goal? <laughs> so, like I said before, maybe I'm trying too hard. I don't know. I think it's a fun title, though. So, Zig Ziglar says that if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. And as I was sharing earlier before the break, that's kind of what I experienced with my life. I was aiming at nothing. And I was hitting it. Woohoo! <laughs> so... It's uh, only not so good. You might come to, at least I came to a point in my life and went, oh, not woohoo. Hmm, what do I want to do with my life? And that's a question I think would be helpful for you to ask for yourself. What do you want to accomplish in life? What sorts of legacy do you want to leave? What sort of legacy do you want to live? And those two things are actually pretty different. What you leave can be material things and goods and wealth and an estate and you could leave those things and most people do leave that to some degree or another but what kind of legacy are you going to live when people have an encounter with you what are they going to take away are they going to take away anything at all are they just going to have an encounter and go well okay that was interesting and now off to my own thing over here or are they going to have an encounter and perhaps their life is actually changed because they had an encounter with you. That kind of thing can happen by accident, but I'm of the opinion that it's better to try to do that on purpose. What kind of person are you when people have an encounter with you? And might they have an encounter where they can have a transformed life and that from that point forward, and maybe it's not just an event, but maybe it's an encounter over time. And because of that encounter, their life is forever changed for the better. Of course, we always want it to be for the better. So what do you want to accomplish in life? So for some folks, perhaps it's enough just to exist. For some folks, they want to make sure that they had certain experiences, achieved certain accomplishments, maybe acquired a certain status. But others want to leave a world a better place than when they found it. So what do you want to accomplish with your life? What's important to you? Just remember that what you do for yourself dies with you and what you do for others lives on possibly for generations. So I'll say that again. What you do for yourself dies with you and what you do for others lives on possibly for generations. And I'm not sure where you're at in life, but for me, I know because of my experience that I want to leave and live a legacy that lasts a very long time. And for me, I don't want to just have a theory that maybe I had made an impact. I don't want just an idea that maybe it had happened. When I had my heart attack experience, I wanted to know the names of the people I had influenced and I had impacted and would want to know what that impact was. And sure, a lot of that I might not know, but if I don't know any of it, I might start to wonder if I had made an impact at all. And I think that if someone is intentionally making an impact by the way that they're living, the way that people have an encounter with them, and not just being nice and supportive and encouraging, but being kind of a a catalyst where people have an impact and it changes them, that kind of impact, if you're doing that on purpose, you will know people. You will know the names of people that were impacted. People will come and report, hey, you really, really made a change in my life over here and 
I'm really glad I met you. And you will know. And maybe there'll be a lot you don't know, but if it's intentional, there'll be a lot that you do. And I think in terms of having a fulfilling life, one that we find satisfying, at least for me, I would want to know. I'd want to know some people that I had impacted. I would want to know what their impact was and who were their names. Who were those people that I had impacted? And that would give me an incredible sense of satisfaction. So this kind of goal, this big lifelong kind of goal, direction for life, is a sort of goal. In a sense, it's not exactly a goal. People might say that it's a direction in life and not really a specific goal. And however you want to label it is okay with me. But that sort of direction, I think, is really important. Now, as we'll talk about later on, it's possible, perhaps, that you don't have that figured out. And I can relate. And maybe you won't have that figured out for quite a while. That doesn't mean that you should just stop and not do anything at all. And we'll talk about that more later. But in order to figure out direction for your life, it really all starts with the question, why? I wanted to share something a little different today that I've not done too much in the past, but I wanted to share some passages from the Bible. And maybe you're not a a Bible person, and and that's okay. Um, I'm not trying to get you to believe what's in the Bible. I just wanted to share some, some passages here because I think there's some truth in there that we can learn. And this is from 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13. And it says, this is with uh, Elijah. And God says, go out and stand on the mountain. The Lord replied, I want you to see me when I pass by. All at once, a strong wind shook the mountain and, atten- and shattered the rocks. But the Lord was not in the wind. Next, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Then there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And finally, there was a gentle breeze And when Elijah heard it, he covered his face with his coat. And he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the Lord asked Elijah, Why are you here? Now, a lot of people focus very much that God spoke through this breeze, this gentle breeze, this whisper that some people say. But I'm actually more interested in what it was that God said. And he asks Elijah, Why are you here? And I think that's an important to ask ourselves. Why are you here? Why am I here? Why are you here sitting in your car or sitting at your desk or walking or running or wherever you are right now? Why are you here? Why are you here at your current job? Why are you here in your hometown right now? Why are you here? And then from a bigger perspective, why are you here on planet Earth? And that's a great question to ask. Now, perhaps you might be thinking someone else, something external needs to give you that sense of why to answer your question. Someone gives you your, your calling. Here's your calling. Here's what you're supposed to do. But in my experience, it's far more open than that. So the question of why are you here on planet Earth is a combination of what's wired up in you. It's what you're passionate about. It's what you're skilled at. It's what you're strong in. And all of those things combined with a choice. What do you want to make your life about? How do you want to answer, why are you here? And I think there's room in there for each person to have 
kind of some say in that question and to not just say, God, tell me why I'm here, but let's have a conversation, God. I think I'm here for this. And then God can say, yep, that sounds awesome. I support you in that. And you have it. You have some say. There's some room in there. There's a lot of ways we can answer that question, why are you here? And if we were honest with ourselves, the answers might not all be, you know, awesome, supportive, positive things. A lot of times we are here because of what has happened to us in the past. Or we're here because maybe we're afraid. Now those passages from 1 Kings, the one, the passage after that, Elijah answers, Lord God, all powerful, I've always done my best to obey you. But your people have broken your solemn promise to you. They have torn down your altars and killed all your prophets except me, and now they are even trying to kill me. Elijah's answer is, I am here because I'm afraid. And sometimes our answer to why are we here is very similar. We are afraid. And that doesn't sound great, doesn't sound like the right answer, but I know I can relate. I've had a lot of encounters in my life where where I was felt safe and comfortable. And I was there because I was afraid of what might be over there. And if we're honest with ourselves, maybe we might see in our own life, you might see in your life that you are here because of fear. You are afraid of what might happen if you weren't here. It's not comfortable. It sounds scary. Or it seems safe, or it's what you've always done. And doing something else outside your comfort zone, well, that's pretty darn uncomfortable. And so that's partly the answer to why we are here. So a lot of times I'm kind of challenging. I'm a bit of a challenger person, and I I try to interrupt people's life as usual, as uh, as they kind of say in the, the bumpers between our show and here and with the ads. And I challenge people to try to grow and stretch themselves. And a lot of times I get, nope, nope, that's not me. I can't do that. That's too scary. Normal people don't do that sort of thing. And what would people think? I'm more comfortable over here. And they're just not ready yet to take some steps and to stretch themselves. So the deeper subconscious thought behind that really is, if I try that, I will likely mess up. I will feel like a fool. I might fail. And I just want to feel good about myself. And I think that's a big driver for a lot of folks. But then is it possible, if that's the path that you're on, that you could get to the end of your life, and like the experience I had, realize that that doesn't live a legacy like we really want, and it's not what we really care about, and it's not what we really want our life to be all about. And we are just responding out of fear. We're responding just to stay in our comfort zone. And unfortunately, the comfort zone doesn't get us where we really want to go. So the I just want to feel good about myself is this right here, right now, I just want to feel good. I want to feel like I'm an okay person. I want to be accepted. And I want chocolate, milk, latte, double pump, no whip. So I'll feel good. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. 
but right here, right now, will steal your life away if you're not careful. We're going to talk more about this in a little bit. We will be right back. Do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at theimpacthour.com. Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free discovery session at theimpacthour.com. Some assembly required. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. The Temkin Group has released its 2018 credit card ratings, giving USAA and Discover the highest marks for customer experience. Temkin reviewed 11 companies that issue credit cards and gave USAA the highest score with a rating of 77%. Discover finished second with a rating of 75%. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg says the Cambridge Analytica scandal has not materially affected user numbers or ad revenue. In a conference call with reporters, Zuckerberg also said Facebook does not sell its data to advertisers. Tesla is recalling more than 70,000 late-model Tesla Model S vehicles equipped with Bosch steering racks. The bolts holding the power steering gear assist motor could break, causing a reduction or complete loss of power steering assist. I'm Mark Huffman. Review the Consumer Affairs Daily Brief at Amazon.com today. We are going to begin in San Bruno, California, just south of San Francisco at the headquarters of YouTube. The tragedy, of course, is worsened by the fact that it occurred in a church, a place of worship. Join local businesses and church leaders April 26th for the Church and Small Business Security Summit at River City Church in Sacramento. Presented by Money 105.5 and Epic Bible College and moderated by Mindy Russell of the Law Enforcement Chaplaincy. How do you protect yourself, your church family, your business, your staff, and your customers? Learn the keys to security and safety. Avoid the it won't happen to us mentality. Hear testimonies from colleagues on what is happening locally. Receive tools that aid with risk assessment. Get the unpublished emergency phone numbers for a quicker response time. Hear about the crime triangle. Don't miss this fast-paced, jam-packed Church and Business Security Summit, April 26th. Get your free tickets at money1055.com. Co-sponsored by the Sacramento Security Training Center, the Better Business Bureau, and Church West Insurance Services. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws. Welcome back. Today we're talking about goals. Big goals, little goals, medium goals. And if you have missed past episodes and would like to listen to those, you can go to theimpacthour.com. 
And the past episodes are there in the archives in the list. And if you'd like to take us with you as a podcast, you can have this show uh, in play it in your favorite podcast player. And again, if you go to the impacthour.com, there are instructions on setting that up in uh, Google Play and iTunes and more. So we've been talking about so far kind of really the big picture goals of our life. What do we want our life to be about? And I know it's very easy to take life by default where we just kind of take the path of least resistance. And I found in my own life that that doesn't really get me where I want to go. Sure, that takes me somewhere, but then I get along my life and say, how did I end up here? And is this where I really wanted my life to be? Not just like physical location, but is this what I wanted my life to be about? And have I accomplished what I've wanted to accomplish in life? It's easy to realize that our life is directed by circumstances and other people, and we haven't really done what we care about. We lived other people's dreams, but not our own, and we haven't made the contribution to the world that we wanted because we were too busy trying to feel good. And that seems to be a biggest driving factor. And there's a lot in there. There's a lot of wanting to feel good, wanting to feel like we're just okay people wanting to feel like we're loved and accepted and heard and understood and valued. There's a lot of needs in there that we kind of tend to want to have met in there. But do those jump out and take precedence over us living the life that we really want to live? So back to the question we were talking about earlier. Why are you here? I can't answer that for you. But when you get clear on the answer to that question, a whole lot of life will start to work itself out. It will start to make sense. You'll be able to answer questions like, what things should I put on my calendar? And what should I say no to so I can say yes to the things that I want to say yes to? And what goals should I set for my life? And it doesn't answer everything, but it sure makes a whole lot more clear. So from this big direction in life, at this point, uh, you can have your big why in life all cleared so you kind of know where your life is going and one of the nice things about this is that your big why can change it doesn't have to stay the same it's not like okay i've decided my big why and that's what it is for the rest of my life not necessarily maybe you get some clarity along the way and that's okay you can change it it doesn't have to stay the same it's your why so you can do what you want with it. One other thing that can happen is we have our big why in life and we get so focused on that that we miss a lot of things and we might miss what's going on more in front of us because we're focused on the legacy that we want to live and we're focused on what we want to do with our life. And so one important aspect of that is to stay interruptible even while you're pursuing your big why. So don't let anything and everything interrupt. That would mean your why is not really directing your life, but be open. Sometimes something important is happening that you don't want to miss. Who knows? Maybe God's trying to get your attention. Maybe he's got some other plans. Maybe your big why needs to be tweaked or adjusted. But it's good to be open to those kinds of things. You don't want to miss out and you don't want to be so focused that you miss actually perhaps living a legacy with people right in front of you right here, right now. Now, I've encountered a lot of folks who really don't know their big why in life, and I think that's common. 
Some people are very clear and some people are like, I don't know. I don't know what my life want my life to be about. I don't know what I want to do. I know what I like, but I don't know. In that case, the best thing to do is to get into motion. Just like with your car, it's easier to steer your car when it is rolling forward than when it is standing still. And so take a stab at it. Take a guess. Get involved in some things. Start something. Start a business. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe it doesn't connect to a big why in life yet because you really haven't figured that out yet. And that's okay. But it's good to get into motion and then evaluate as you go along. Hey, I did this thing. How did it land? How did I like it? Is it in alignment with what I care about? And as you go through, then perhaps things will get clearer and clearer as you you are in motion going forward. And if you have a connection with God, pray about it certainly couldn't hurt. And of course, it's important to listen to the answer. (laughs) So there's a kind of a pattern. If you don't know your big why in life, try something, evaluate, revise, try again, evaluate, revise, try again, evaluate and revise and keep doing that until things get clearer and clearer along the way. And you go, I like this and not that. And I like this other thing and not that. And I want it to include this and you know, I want my legacy to be this way and not that way. And as you get going, you can get pretty clear on what you want it to be. Even if it's not down to like specifics. You know, some people say your vision should be so clear. It has like colors and smells and things like that in it. And maybe it's not that clear, but it's clear enough where you can actually take action on it. And then you can break down what you want your life to be about into shorter goals. And this is where the shorter goals come in. And there are medium goals as well. And I'm not going to spend too much time on medium goals today. But uh, sometimes it's easier for people to relate to these short-term, six-month, 12-month, three-month types of goals. And and that's a little easier to get your mind around rather than uh, some medium goals, which might take three to five years. And uh, if you don't have those three to five-year goals, uh, don't worry too much about that right now. But uh, if you have a big, clear why in your life, you can break that down into short-term goals. Short-term goals are different than your big why in life. Your big why in life should be kind of a lifelong pursuit. You should never really fully achieve that. It's something you're working towards more and more and more. Whereas these short-term goals should have end dates on them and they should be achievable and you should be able to say, I did it. And you can check it off. Did that goal. Not that it's just a to-do list item, but you can say, I did it. And so these goals, some advice around setting these goals, they should be stretchy. If you're doing the same thing over and over again, or you're doing things that are not a stretch, maybe that's not the best goal for you. Good goals involve perhaps taking a little bit of a risk. It shouldn't be super easy. That's why it's moving you toward the kind of big why in life that you have. It's moving you toward the legacy you want to create, which should be something pretty big. So it should be stretchy. If the goal isn't at least a little bit scary, maybe it's not the best goal. Now, I'm not saying all goals have to be scary. There can be goals along the way that aren't that, but are still supportive. So having good health, having good good uh, financial situation, 
you know, having good uh, space to take care of yourself and having self-care, those are all great things. And it's good to have goals around those. And those may not be all that stretchy, but those are still supportive. But you should have other goals that are stretchy. And if you're going through and you're never experiencing any fear in all of your goals, you're probably playing it too safe. Goals should be measurable. You should be able to say clearly that you did it or not. You should be able to measure, I did it. So a goal like you just want to have better health is not really measurable. What is better? I don't know. And some people are afraid of having very clear, specific goals. It's like, well, well, what happens you know, if I achieve that, but I want more than just that? Well, great. Achieve that goal and then set another one. But they should be measurable. You should be able to say, I did it, or no, I didn't do it. It should be clear. Now, here's one that's kind of a little bit at odds with the first one. It should be achievable. So if a goal is achievable then it might be a little bit at odds with stretchy. And you kind of have to find a balance here. So it can't be so stretchy that it's not achievable, where your subconscious is thinking there's no way in heck I'm ever doing this, and so you have a hard time even trying. So it should be achievable and still stretchy. It needs to be attainable. So we're going to go to a break. We will be right back. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Parents, do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at theimpacthour.com. Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free discovery session at theimpacthour.com. Some assembly required. Live life on purpose. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back. Today we're talking about goals. Talking about big goals, little goals, medium goals. And we were just talking about how to make your short-term goals work for you. And we've kind of been through a list. I will finish uh, explaining those and then I'll recap the whole list here for you. So your goals, your short-term goals should be relevant They should be in alignment with your big why in life. What do you want your life to be all about? Is this goal going to help with that? And so if you have a goal about, you know, watching so many episodes of a TV show, that might not be moving your life forward the way you want. And it's not that that goal is bad, but that you should have goals that are in alignment with your big why in life. And so if your big why in life 
is uh, you want to start a mentoring organization where there are mentors and people being mentored and the people being mentored eventually become mentors after their experience. This is just an example. You should have some goals about setting up some mentoring relationships, for instance. You know, just saying. <laughs> so is your goal going to support what your life is all about? And if it supports it indirectly, that's okay. So if you have taking care of your health and your well-being, that's, that's okay. But are your goals really going to help you achieve what you want? Achieving goals and working on goals, a lot of things come up. A lot of times our goals take longer than we initially think. Uh, because of external circumstances, and more often than not because of what's going on inside of us, not external circumstances, and so it can take longer. And because it takes longer, let's not mess around here with goals that are not going to move our life forward. Let's get going on these things. It might take longer than we think, and let's get moving. Finally, goals should be time-bound. There should be an end date to it. Saving $1,000 as a goal in 10 years is a very different kind of goal than saving $1,000 in two months. Your level of activity will be very different. What you do to achieve the goal, the things you will consider are very different if it's a two-month goal as opposed to a 10-year goal. Your goal should be time-bound. You should be able to know when you accomplished your goal. And when you've accomplished a goal, you can set another one. It doesn't have to be a lifelong endeavor. That's what your big why in life is all about. But these goals should have some sort of end date associated with it. Now, if you're like me, maybe you've worked at workplace and had goals and project deadlines and have an experience around that that's not so great. And so I've been uh, beat up by bosses. I've been beat up by me, <laughs> beat up myself for not achieving the goals and the project deadlines that I had. And for a long time, I've not wanted to set goals because of that, because of that bad experience. And these goals that you set for yourself, you can make it a very completely different experience. And there's no point in beating up yourself if you don't accomplish your goal. Just readjust the goal, set a new commitment for it, and go forward. Pick up the goal again and keep moving forward. And so if you trip, don't fall. Just catch yourself and keep going. So falling would be analogous to giving up on the goal because you didn't achieve it on the first go at the first deadline that you set. So the, the five things you want for goals, there could be some other elements that you might want to pull in as well, but if these ones are important, is you want your goals to be stretchy, you want them to be measurable and achievable, you want them to be relevant and time-bound. Now, if you're like me, I've avoided goals a lot, and maybe you've been avoiding goals. And I know some folks, when you talk to about New Year's resolutions, they say, nope, I don't set New Year's resolutions. That way I save myself the disappointment of having not achieved my New Year's resolution. And we ask ourselves, you know, what does it mean if I don't achieve my goal, if I don't achieve my resolution? What does that mean? You know, what kind of person am I? And what does it mean for me? And so it's just easier to not set goals and to not do that sort of thing. 
And uh, we might even feel like you know, there's a lot of shenanigans around setting New Year's resolutions and other goals, and then just to not achieve those seems kind of silly. And so that might be a reason why you've not been setting goals. Certainly for me, that was a, why, a reason why I didn't set goals for a long time. And your experience around goals don't have to be that way. You don't have to be like everyone else. And so you can set goals and you can make a different kind of commitment to them so that you do achieve them. That is possible. And you can get someone to come alongside and help support you with your goal so that they help you pick back up when you have not been following your goal the way you wanted and help you keep going and help you eventually cross the finish line, kind of like running a marathon with somebody rather than running it by yourself. And that way, your experience around goals can be different. Sometimes we avoid goals because we see all of the problems associated with trying to accomplish it. We see all the things that can come up. Oh, my schedule's not going to allow it or oh, you know, I can't do that because of this, or it'll cost money, or whatever it is. And in that case, we're just focusing on the problems rather than on the solution. And if that's you, I'm pretty sure you're not going to get where you want to go in life if that's your approach. If it's always all about what problem is in the way so that you can't accomplish whatever goal you have set, or whatever goal you may want to set, it's you're, you're going to be stuck. So you'll, you'll need to start looking for solutions rather than focusing on the problems. Sometimes we don't set goals because we're afraid of looking foolish. We're afraid of what might, how we might appear to others. We might even appear foolish to ourselves. We fear letting ourselves down. And we fear what it means if we don't accomplish our goal. What does it mean? What kind of person are we? Are we a liar if we set goals and then don't accomplish them? And what does that mean? So best thing, like I mentioned before, is just to get in motion, get going. Even if you're not even sure the full picture of the goal, it's better to be moving forward on something vague than to not be moving at all. You can always make a course correction midstream. Analogy I've heard is uh, if you are not sure yet, if you want to go to France or England, you could stay stuck in the harbor waiting to embark and waiting and waiting until you decide whether you want to go to France or England. But another approach could be to get going. You can set sail. England and France, from at least the U.S. here, is not that far off. It's just a few degrees different from one to the other. And you can get going quite a ways before you finally decide, no, okay, I think I really want to go to France. And by the time you've made that decision, you might be halfway there. So much better than still being in the harbor going, hmm, I'm not sure where I want to go. And so if you're not clear, if your goals are vague, it is still better to get moving rather than to be stuck. Sometimes we get into a mode where we are, especially with my Christian friends, where they're wanting to hear from God. And they don't want to set forth until they've heard from God and they're afraid that if they set forth that it'll be something that's not part of God's plan, that they'll do what they want to do rather than what God wants them to do. And the phrasing they'll say is, I want to do God's will, not my own. And so they're kind of waiting on God. And they're waiting on God. 
waiting for some clear direction in that regard. And I find it a little odd because God has already given us directions. He's already told us what he wants us to do. He's already said that we are to love people and we are to love God and we are to go and to make disciples and we are go basically to love on people. Those The direction is already set. And I think if whatever we want to do is in alignment with those kinds of things, we might as well get going. God is not going to be displeased if we're going out, loving on people, and helping people, and supporting people, you know, and being there to live a legacy with them. He's not going to say, no, that's not what I want you to do. Sometimes it's pretty frequent that we are waiting on God, but he is actually waiting for us. He's waiting for us to be ready to go forward. Oftentimes, what's really holding us back is not really God. That's just our reason that we have. But really, we're just afraid to step out. And what's going on inside of us is a bigger barrier. and God is waiting on us rather than us waiting on him. So anyways, that is a set of things to think about for goals, life direction, and how to set specific goals and how to overcome fear. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening.